So let's we'll, we'll just jump right into it here. So welcome. Welcome to Ghosts of Magic. Uh, as promised, we've got a uh, very special guest here. First time on the podcast that we've we've reached right through to uh, to the professional side of architecture, professional side of the faculty. Welcome to Ghosts of Magic, Benji Nickel. Thanks a lot. Good yeah. to be here. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, very excited. Thank you. Um, so it's uh, it's great to have here again. You've got some excellent perspective on uh, real key issues that are are, are really hot with the uh, the before class right now. Um, First and foremost, being your professional practice assignment. Yeah, yeah. I, I probably have the, the most insight. Oh, <laughs> fantastic! I have the most inside scoop. Right. So, um, the deadline for the first portion of the assignment is quickly yeah. approaching. Here we are. Uh, stage one. Stage one. We're in the back half of October here, as mm -hmm. we're recording. Um, and yeah, the first step is due here on the fifth of November. That's right. So, um, I guess if you wouldn't mind just kind of giving us an overview, we've got the particular instructions, the assignment, we, you know, um, but just yeah, any sort of key points that have uh, been coming up in, in questions that you've been asked that we can kind of hopefully answer for people before they feel the need. Yeah, so like um, this assignment, this part, anyway, this stage one part is all about really, you know, uh, capturing your office. Okay in a kind of like a editorial format. Oh. As though you were like publishing something about your office, like a profile about it. Right, okay. And the idea is to create a voice, like a tone or a, or a, a, a way of speaking that is more than just an assignment, but is elevated more to, you know, the the level one would expect of professional writing. Right, okay, right? so to kind of really convey the experience of being a part of the office, yeah, um, not just a, a quick description. Of, yeah, and thinking uh, about the audience, like um, before we introduced it in this format, format with an InDesign template and everything, it tended to be that the answers were all over the place right, to okay. describing the office, and they were very personalized, and they forgot who the audience was. It was just kind of like punting the assignment across to get Benji to grade it. Kind of right, thing. okay. And what I'm really trying to do is enable that architectural voice, that architectural criticism voice that's so important as as you go forward in your in your career. Fantastic. Yeah. It's great. So that's the setup. I mean, there, there's an intentionality behind it. Right, okay, very nice. So obviously uh, I'm getting a, a pretty pretty good overview of that sort of feeling here. I look forward to submitting submitting my assignment. Yeah, to I you. can't wait to, to read it. Nice. Fantastic. Grade it harshly. Yeah. The, um, <laughs> yeah, so so this uh, this piece, it, you, you do it on an InDesign template that's been sent to you. Yes. And uh, if you haven't received it, you can obviously reach out to me and get it. And of course, at any time, if you have questions, I'm always available. But the idea here is to follow that template, fill out the information, I've had a lot of questions mm -hmm. about varying the template, or can I change the template, can I change the fonts, can I change the order, can I restructure it? Right. And generally, my answer to that is, no. I think you shouldn't. Right. No, it's nice to have something consistent, something we can follow, and I'm sure Yeah, the idea is, the like, at the end of this, there's, you know, 65, 70 profiles right. that uh, are all consistent. You turn the page on one and the next one and it looks like a book. Right. Right? Well, just imagine you could maybe publish something like this someday. Unlikely, but <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. Right. Okay. The, um, 
if we could over overcome the, the privacy and the research ethics issues on this, that's what we do. But in the meantime, that's the intent. So this is all about conforming also to an editorial format. So I have a, a long history in publishing. Right. And I ran my own magazine. Right. And I can tell you, if you want to be published hmm. in a publication, the first thing to do is understand their guidelines. Right. Okay. And submit your document in their guidelines. Right. In their formats. Right. So this is all about learning that too. Nice. Um, because everyone in this class ultimately will probably write a story someday or an article or a piece mm -hmm. that'll be published. And so this is about that as well. Excellent. So yeah, the components of this are really about highlighting the office and, and the first bullets are, are pretty clear. The name of the office, the address, the number of employees, and you, you want to do the number of employees in your location. Right, okay. Because um, it might be an office in Edmonton, an office in Calgary, sure, just some Calgary the... office. Right, okay, okay. Um, or you can indicate both, and that'd be fine too. I'm just trying to make it simple. Right. Well, that's kind of interesting. I mean, a few of the classmates are working with some uh, really large um, outfits, you know, so thousands of people, that yep. sort of a thing. So, um, yeah. Yeah, some Good have multiple offices, so we're really looking for your location. Okay. And also the total is in multiple locations. So then um, who the owner is and who the leaders are, and you can kind of figure out from that what it means by asking around. Right. By the way, all of these things I expect you to ask around, not guess. Right. I, okay. Gotcha. I can smell a guess. Right. Okay. Nice. Nice. That's, that's the thing. I can tell. Right. Okay. So first of all, I most I mostly know all these firms. Plus, I've been receiving work term reports for a long time. Right. So fact checking is just kind fact of a given is here. Yeah. Yes. Right. So and then the specialization, and that's pretty simple. Just a couple words about what kind of work um, you do, what kind of work the office does. And then the snapshot profile, which is 50 mm. words. It's just a really like, if you're describing a restaurant and what it serves right. in like two sentences, what would that say? You know, really right. great okay. tacos, best time to go is at noon. Gotcha. Uh, Something just quick and concise. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, 20 year old architecture firm specializing in commercial. Gotcha. Okay. I Because sometimes. Uh, a word constraint, I would put more at 50 words. It's going to, uh, yeah, choosing your words carefully is, yeah. is kind of the fun part about that. Yeah, designed especially for you. <laughs> you're never at a loss for words. There so, you go. Yeah. Um, the next one is uh, research and describe the firm as if pitching it to potential clients, public officials, etc. Now, um, some people are wondering what if they work somewhere where there aren't clients? Sure. Because they do a different kind of work. So they might work for an organization right. that administers projects, not necessarily directly for an architecture firm. They might work for a municipality, for example. Cool. And so in that case, my advice there is, you know, figure out what the intention of this question is. Mm. If you were talking to someone at a party and you were wondering, uh, they were wondering what it is that you're doing and you answered, well, I'm a co-op student at such and such. Right. They'd say, well, what is such and such? What do, what do they do? Right, yeah. This is yeah. the answer. This is your nice. chance nice. to get it across before they start turning their head around and looking for the bar. Sure. Okay. I'm sure we've all uh, been through that scenario so far this term already. Right on. Yeah. So exactly. So take what you say at a party to someone who has a limited attention span, mm -hmm. 250 words. That's what you get. You convey it, put it across. Perfect. Capture it. And uh, from there your reader should have a really good understanding of what this firm is about. Now, the, the reason you're not given a thousand words to mm -hmm. do this is because this is about editing and being precise. Right, okay. And so yes. how you use the words precisely to capture the essence is important. Nice. Then there's a question about the design ethos. Mm -hmm. And really what I'm getting for is what drives the design here. Right, okay. 
right? So um, is it in, there might be an eclectic approach to, to design. There might be a disorderly approach to design, mm -hmm. like our office. Right, <laughs> yeah. Um, there might be a very, very um, singular idea about design. Sure, okay. And I find that it's useful to research both the kind of marketing materials, the website, maybe what the social media for the firm says, but also ask. Sure, yeah, right? absolutely. So yeah. What, is, what, do you, what is your approach on design? What do you think design is all about? What are we delivering to our clients? Sure, what are we yeah. delivering to the public when it comes to what we design? Yes. That's a design ethos. Mm. Um, so really what drive, you know, what is the raison d'etre, the, the reason to exist um, from a design point of view? Right, from okay. From a design perspective. Nice, okay, so very great advice there. A good place to start. Is to see what the firm's actually projecting out there, what materials, what sort of imagery and things like that stock through social media and again through the marketing materials and through their website. You know, there's always the about us uh, right. sort of section there. So really dig into that stuff. Right. But don't limit it to that. Talk yeah. to the actual people. Yeah. And, and it's and not about the, the it's not necessarily about the service of the firm, it's about the design the firm, the design interest the firm has. Right on. Okay. Excellent. So it's fun. It's a fun one and it's a little tough sometimes. But a well-written one is really fun to read. Nice. The next two are really easy. Two projects. The first one is a project that the firm has completed within mm -hmm. the last five years. This is an opportunity to showcase a project that might have attracted you to the firm. Right. It might be an opportunity to showcase a project the firm is really happy and proud about. Again, you could ask if you don't know. Hey, what's your favorite project around here? Do you have a little blurb I could take? Right. Okay. Put in my work term report. Nice. You know that kind of thing. Yeah. And the last one is a project that you worked on. And I, I do often get questions um, if the project isn't like a, you know, typical architectural project. In, sure, okay. in our mindset, could it be something else like a text that you worked on mm -hmm. or a report that you worked on or a development agreement or something like that? Yeah. And I think so long as it relates to some kind of project, that would be interesting. Right, it really okay. comes down to describing what you worked on and how you worked on it, what you did on it. Excellent. And just kind of and um, and just describing a little bit more about that project itself and right. and kind of your role with it. Then everything that you write should all have one single kind of tone to it. Sure. Okay. Right? So make sure it's edited that way so that you don't do one column and then two weeks come back and do another column. You don't check them to make sure they're kind of written in the same tense or whatever. Just kind of do it all the night before and, and or let's do it midnight. <laughs> you can do, do it. it. Yeah. Hey, yeah. You can do lots of good work the night before. Right. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. Nice. I'm not. I'm not saying you can't do that. I'm just saying make sure it's consistent. Right. Uh, throughout. At least revisit it and then make sure if you are doing this along the way, revisit it as a whole and kind of yeah review it. Yeah. Revisit okay. it. Pretend you're an editor. Edit it. Right. Okay. You know, because um, I am looking for a professional product as well. Of course. So I'm looking for. The spelling to be right. Right. This the is what I was going to ask. Yeah. The the little kind of. Pet peeves that we learned in uh, in B three professional practice when we were preparing things. I Definitely so. spelling. Spelling's a huge one. Grammar, all these basic things. They're kind of uh, uh, it screams unprofessionalism <laughs> <laughs> when these things are coming out here. So. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's that's definitely super important here. Yeah, this assignment used to have an A and a B, and the A you submit a ninety nine percent complete document. And oh, I would edit it. Right. Okay. And then send it back to you as though I was your editor in hmm. the magazine. <laughs> <laughs> that was too much work. I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. 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 So uh, now you got it. It's all on you. Right. Okay. Well, <clears throat> I think we. Uh, yeah, I think we got. 
if you want me to check your work ahead of time, mm -hmm. send it to me ahead of time. But remember, I have a life. I'm not necessarily going to be able to uh, review it at 11 o'clock an hour before it's due. But a right. couple days at a time, I'll probably get back to you and say, you yeah, know, this looks like it's in the right direction. Maybe change this or that. I'm not nice. going to give you any... Uh, total giveaways, but I will definitely help steer you in the right direction if something's off. Wonderful. Okay. Well, thank you very much. That's uh, very gracious. Thanks for the time. I'm so glad I could uh, yeah. share that. Yeah. No, that's wonderful. Um, so just, uh, there is more components to this assignment, uh, but this, again, is the first one that's due here on the 5th of November. So um, as we kind of near the different completion points, I'd hope to have you back and, oh, that'd uh, be great. and, uh, and chat. Yeah, I'd love to go over about stage two. Press flaggers. Now, now that we've got this out of the way, Good stuff. the professional practice uh, uh, component of the conversation, um, you've told me you're, you're a listener of the podcast, oh, Ghosts yeah. of Magic. I'm a huge fan. Yeah, well, that's fantastic. It's, uh, it's thrilling yeah. to, uh, to know that our listenership is, uh, is stretching beyond uh, just Spring Garden Road, yeah. all, the way, all the way down here to Young. I think you're on something. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. So um, in our previous episodes, uh, we've been really just talking with people about um, architecture in film and in books and just other places where um, you've found architecture, it's found you, and uh, uh, that you've enjoyed and just, just kind of fun things. So I was just kind of curious, was there any, um, yeah, any films that came to mind that, uh, that struck you as an architecture or student or yeah well when I, I listened to you guys talking about um, your favorite movies a couple, mm. a couple of maybe the last episode I can't remember yeah they all, they all blurred <laughs> yeah, they're all so good <laughs> you just can't tell where the, yeah, where the best ones are um, but yeah the most recent yeah, yeah no a, a movie that I really um, I enjoyed and I remember as a, as a kid seeing several bit years after it come out because it was on VHS oh nice okay yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but, it, but it was made in 1974 okay it's called The Towering Inferno. Oh. Yeah, Paul Newman is in it, Steve oh. McQueen. Right, okay. And um, it it centers on this tower, this the tallest, you know, skyscraper built wherever it was built, maybe LA or something. Right, and, okay. Uh, it's, a, it's a movie, not a documentary. Right, like yeah, yeah. And um, a fire gets going on the 81st floor on the opening day. So the inaugural day, and there's a big party up on the 131st floor right okay and it turns out that the electrical contractor cut corners right okay and so there's an electrical short on the 81st floor Oof. and the architect mm. uh, confronts the uh confronts confronts the electrical contractor <laughs> interesting so so this the tower uh has uh not just some real uh, superstars of the screen there. Um, some terror sounds like some real action moments, but also some uh, almost a mirroring of some real life experience. Yeah, that, well, that we could... more heroics for the architect right. than I've ever seen. I think there's some scaling of an elevator shaft going on. Oh wow! The architect. Oh wow! Okay, so um, that's, that sounds pretty great. Yeah. So it's the Tower, 1974. In Tower oh, Inferno. Inferno. It's burning. Oh, wow. <laughs> right, okay. Burn, baby, burn. It's burning. Yeah. And, um... Pretty, uh... Yeah, yeah like no, it's, it's, it's worth saying. It's... Uh, they try everything to rescue everybody, and ultimately, at the end of the day, they break the water, and the water, um, vessels or whatever, they're up at the top floor. Oh, like the water? And right, everyone okay. gets flooded with water. <laughs> right, okay, okay. And, uh, the Navy comes and everything else. At the end of the day, the, um... 
the fire chief or whatever ends mm. up telling the architect that he'll help him figure out how to design safer buildings. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Excellent. So that isn't a truism of life. Yeah. I don't know what it is. <laughs> nice. Okay. So, that, yeah, that sounds like pretty cool. So, but uh, again, this is one that you had, you had seen and you've kind of uh, stuck with you. Yeah, it made me not want to be an architect. Right. <laughs> Great. Great. I see that worked out very poorly for you, luckily for all of us. Um, so yeah, so that's pretty great. Um, uh, any other films come to mind right off the right off the bat? No. I'll put you on the spot here. Or, yeah, that's the one or... I came prepared for, Travis. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Um, and then just as far as um, we haven't really gotten into this previously, um, but we have actually earlier in this episode, uh, 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 architecture books about architecture, whether they're, um, you know, references or photography or stories oh, yeah. that have featured them. I mean, I don't really have too many of these under my belt myself that are books that specifically deal with this, but I found more books um, that described um, certain things, like in The Great Gatsby, uh, that was the romanticism of... Long Island or East Egg, West Egg, all that sort of uh, thing. I'm just kind of talking about those things. Um, yeah, kind of interesting. It kind of, kind of oh, raises on it there. But I'm just looking at my bookshelf right now because it happened to be in my office. It is packed. Yeah, Everything is about like really mundane planning and programming. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> I'm really hungry for books that help you plan a layout for right, an okay. institution. Right, okay, yeah. Yeah, so like I got planning and design of airports. There's one. To <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, I mean, it looks like a, a fantastic reference. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I see you've got a, a core book there on your. Uh, oh yeah, Look Corbusier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That uh, it's one of my yeah. favorite architects and authors. Uh, yeah, read a lot of that there. You might have to just grab that off the shelf. Yeah. Let's see. Gosh, yeah. I'm not sure which. This is just, is this a, just an idea of works of, of Corb right here? I may have to just borrow this. I probably read this here. 20 years ago. So right. Wouldn't be able to tell you exactly what's in it. No, I found uh, with uh, a few of Corbusier's uh, writings himself, it's just really sassy and, uh, you know, it's really telling people what they can and can't <laughs> Only do. Only you would say sassy. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, yeah I, I, I quite enjoy it, so. But uh, but yeah, so uh, that's recently that you've been reading. Yeah, most of the books of I like are, yeah, you know, that kind of, those are the juicy ones. The, right. The okay. more typical ones are like guidelines and standards. Right, a lot of standards. A lot of standards around here. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, for sure. So, uh, fantastic. Well, that's great. So, um, I don't want to take up your whole day, your whole afternoon here. No, you're a busy guy. You're such a diplomat. <laughs> yeah. Um, but before we go, was there anything else that you wanted to uh, just uh, put out there to the class or anything to share? I know, um, actually, what we'll have to do is, is edit this last two minutes out. <laughs> so onwards from books and just in this time that we've got here, we've, we've been able to really kind of consider, um, well, actually spend some time reading and spend some time watching films and really consider uh, not just the last year in architecture school, but also um, moving forward, looking forwards in our careers as architects. And, um, and the next step, the next big step for us will be, um, well, obviously to finish this, this <laughs> uh, but uh, we'll be uh, returning and, uh, and applying for the master's program yeah. and, and also 
just understanding any sort of other uh, considerations as far as, um, I guess, your life after a bed's degree. So I was hoping, would you have any insight uh, into just kind of uh, what we could expect, maybe what our, what our options are really uh, yeah. moving forward? Yeah. yeah. Well, I think, um, you know, from what I have been able to tell from people who have worked in my office and people I know and who've gone on to have great careers, a BEDS degree is a great foundation for a lot of things. Right, okay. Including a very successful uh, career in architecture. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So, um, w what I've noticed is the an NMARC is really a time for um, very critical thinking, very okay. reflective thinking, uh, and deeper understanding and ability to apply that understanding that you might have learned in beds, but then really are put to the test to apply it in, in the master's degree. Okay. Um, but um, many people I know have gone on after a beds degree and not completed their MArch. Okay. And um, found great joy in their careers. Oh, wonderful. Okay. Yeah. And you asked me that, uh, that if we got going on this, I might describe a little bit about the syllabus program as well. Yes, yeah, because that's, that's one of those that. unknowns, yeah, if you don't mind. Yeah, no, I, um, I mean, these two things are totally connected, and syllabus is just one of the many paths that one might take hmm. um, with, a, with a BEDS degree, or not. There are people who start with a syllabus program before even completing two years of undergraduate architecture. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah so like a technician who's been doing drafting for 10 years might start a syllabus program. Right, okay. Yeah. And um, as you're aware, I, I teach in the design studio for the Atlantic region. Okay, cool. Yeah, so in the syllabus program, there are technical components that are done through Athabasca, through long-distance learning, mm -hmm. but then there are local design studios where you have to complete design assignments. So interesting, okay. With, you know, a local teaching, uh, instructing team. Right. Okay. So you're not totally self-directed, no. or, or no. what have you. Yeah. Not okay. Designed. So that's a... The design that has to stand up to rigor. Right. Okay. And um, that's because it's a progressive and uh, you know evolutionary process. Design is it's mm -hmm. iterative. Mm -hmm. You need that foil. You need people to provide your criticism and guidance. You don't just submit a design assignment. Right. right. Just no, like exactly. you have in yeah. school. Right. So um, here in Halifax, we have a couple students that are sometimes in and sometimes not in mm -hmm. the design studio depending on their lives because they all live very busy lives sure okay so one of my students um she's a single mom with three kids wow okay and so she does work when she can right and another um another guy he um has started a family and has his firstborn wow he's a uh, technician he works in uh, in moncton but he's almost completed all the design studios. Wow, okay. So he's been working for a couple of years on it. He's brilliant. And uh, so uh, we do distance from Moncton to, to Halifax through Skype, and then every couple nice, of weeks okay. he comes to the studio and we, we sit down and review his work as so well. So you get that actual face-to-face -face yeah. sort every of week. tutorage. Yeah. Every week online um, through Skype, but nice, every okay. three or four weeks in person. Similar to... Uh, our design yeah, class yeah, area design. <laughs> they, were just, they were just having three things interesting okay yeah. that's very cool yeah so and then 
I thought I'd mention that um, I know people who have made it through the syllabus program okay. and gone on to have great careers. And one person I always kind of single out is my friend Kerr, Kerr Lammy. And Kerr used to be Air Canada's designer. Oh, wow. So okay. anytime a little renovation would happen in an airport or in the offices, it would be Kerr who would do it. Right, okay. And then uh, he, and he didn't have an architecture degree. He okay. just kind of rose up through the ranks. Hmm. And then he decided to do the syllabus program. He's like, I'm pretty good at this. And right, yeah. And as he went through the syllabus program and eventually uh, graduated from it, simultaneously started working in Architectura, which um, is the uh, Vancouver firm that designed the best parts of Vancouver Airport. Oh, okay, perfect. And um, subsequently, Kerr started taking on the airport portfolio for Architectura, who also then became Stantec. Oh, And that's okay. how I got to know Kerr. He did Ottawa Airport, and mm -hmm. then he came and did Halifax U.S. preclearance with us. Cool. And then uh, went on to do Winnipeg and several others, Calgary wow. and, and Edmonton or, or other airports he's worked on. Right. So this guy mm. has literally worked on every major airport in Canada wow. and other airports um, in the in the uh, Caribbean and Middle East. It's basically many of the airports have his signature hand in Very it. cool. And yeah. he went through the syllabus program. Interesting. And now he has his own aviation consultancy. So he does aviation planning. Now. Wow, He's okay, right. Jumped out of architecture to create his own business, which right. is, you know, a remarkable career. Very yeah. exciting in a lot of ways. Um, but held the position of lead project architect on leading the design of many of the airports we fly through. Right, very cool. So, and uh, all with, again, this kind of um, what we wouldn't consider to be kind of the standard path. Right. Uh, towards us has found a sounds like a very rewarding career that just keeps on evolving and, and moving forwards and uh, and very flexible. So, and that's the gift of architecture. You can really take it in all kinds of ways, whether or not you do an MArch or not. The MArch is just a very efficient way to do it time wise. The sure, this right. program takes about ten years. Right. Okay. Yeah. So that's what, and that's and I'm glad you're able to share some more information because I think. Um, you know, around the studio anytime it's been brought up or, you know, Liquid Lounge, it's always, uh, oh yeah, you know, that takes forever. Oh yeah, it's super tough. You're kind of on your own and that sort of thing. So um, to dispel those myths, I think, yeah, is, yeah. Is, is an important thing to, to happen at this point in time. Um, I guess just uh, uh, finally, um, again, just looking more at the standard uh, March process, um, we're going to be going back and just kind of turning right into this, uh, creating portfolios for this sort of program. Um, just, I guess, general opinions on um, on how we should be viewing that process. If it's something that I know it's changed and it's been pulled in a little bit. It's it's kind of we kind of almost have a pre qualifier uh, yep. for yep. masters at this point in time. That's right. yep. uh, would there be any advice that you could uh, give to people? Not specifically, but just in generally as far as um, handling this sort of extra sure. stress well, during this So time. this might be bad advice. Okay, perfect, yeah. I do sit on the program committee, but I'm only peripherally involved in any of the portfolio review. I do not review portfolio. Right, that's why and, I felt comfortable asking. Um, I, I would say I'm probably not the one to ask. Mm. So, but, but, you know, I think really what I see emerging is the student's ability to demonstrate that they've learned. Gotcha, okay. So a portfolio isn't just a gallery of your work. Okay. It's an opportunity to um, indicate reflection of what you've learned. Nice, That okay. you've advanced 
in how you view the world through the architectural lens. Right, okay. How architecture has changed you, but also how you've reviewed your work through the feedback that you've received and how you've used that to learn in the next thing. Nice. Right? So um, if you show something in your portfolio, take advantage of the guidelines that say, you know, talk about what you learned here. Talk about how you use that in your next term. Now, you know, some of the feedback I heard about this was, you know, I should use it. Right. Line. Yeah. And so, so then, I and use then that, and, that. Yeah. yeah I use that next, and then you, you you know tie that into the next description of what you learned on the next. And I, I, again, I'm not really the person to ask. No, but I really truly appreciate um, just that sort of. Uh, I guess that's really important that it's not just a gallery of your work. That it's really this uh, kind of this comprehensive um showcase of a journey that you've had through here and, right. and indicating these these that's changes right. along the way so that's why i think process is in the word like process portfolio right, right? yeah know, like, I, like what do I, what what did you really get out of this process right nice. show that you developed excellent yeah well, that's fantastic well um at that i'd like to thank you so much sure. for joining us here in ghosts of magic thanks for letting me on the show and of course that means that you can stay employed yeah <laughs> fantastic beautiful thank you very much benji and uh, we will see you again